a virus. The Matrix is... You cannot catch a virus. The Matrix is everything. It is all around us. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. This is your last chance. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. My balls are hot. 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 You cannot catch a... And welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always, on the other end of the mic. It's me, boy. That's right. And we have a very special guest this evening, uh, an individual that I just recently came in contact with, um, part of Dr. Callan's uh, network, new network of the new biology. Uh, <clears throat> so, so a little bit of a backstory. Just a few. Oh gosh, it was actually it's probably about a year ago now, right, Boya? That that mm-hmm. I did an interview with Dr. Cowan. Yeah. Um, and I I hounded hounded him for the interview. <laughs> like I was talking to his staff, and I'm like, I'm not giving up until he says yes or no. Because um, I really wanted to talk to him because he really kind of set me into a different trajectory of how I view viruses and germs and germ theory versus terrain theory and kind of really started taking what I'm putting into my body every day much more seriously. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk to him. And so we did that interview. It was great. Everybody loved it. Uh, and I've, I've read his books and, and, and the book that he did with Sally Fallon about children is kind of mm-hmm. like our guidebook for raising our um, little boy Storm Shadow, you know. It's not his real name, Doctor. I just I don't say his name on, on air. Um, and so we had some ailments going on that we wanted to try to get some insight on. And I knew that he started this new this new thing that he's doing, um, which is really, really amazing. We're going to show that on screen tonight with what you're part of. And that's how I kind of fell into your lap, basically, with a consultation that we did. And God's honest truth, this is how the conversation goes. We're talking about health, talking about everything that was going on in my life, my wife's life. And uh, I said, you know, I do a podcast. And he goes, what's your podcast about? I go, conspiracies. And you shot your hand up. And you're like, yes, sir. that's me. I'm a conspiracy <laughs> guy. And I was like, let's get you on. So without further ado, Dr. Rodney Soto, sir, thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's a really honor to be here uh, in the uh, Beer Conspiracy Podcast. It's one of my favorites. I listen all the time. Oh. Uh, and now I'm here. So Certified it's, hooligan. It's, Certified hooligan. Yeah. Don't play it around the children. <laughs> um, uh, the, so the intro music is amazing, how it can start, and the, the background music and what is said at the beginning is it, mm-hmm. just so revealing. 
Awesome. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. And that's kind of what we were going for with the, uh, you know, the the song, the jingle. We wanted it to be something different, something unique. Um, and we were able to put something together with some help of some other individuals who run some shows. And it just kind of, it kind of fell in together and it, it worked. And um, especially the whole thing about, you know, you can't, you can't catch a virus. And, and uh, you know, with the COVID thing that happened, we're, we're like, oh, all the three of us right here, right now, just if we're just talking about us, we've all survived <laughs> three three winners of death yeah of, of winner of, of horrific death and murder destruction coming our way <laughs> and i didn't really do that many things differently um <laughs> and you know now of course they're talking about disease x and mm-hmm. whatever else is going on like my ad it worked the first time yeah. um but uh, yeah, so so um, why don't you take this opportunity, uh, doctor, to to introduce yourself? Tell us how you kind of came to be because you're a neurologist, if if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, sir. And uh, and then how you kind of got involved with uh, Doctor Cowan? Well, um, it's a long story, but to make it short, you know, I grew up in Ecuador, in South America, and. Uh, like many people down there, we're a third world country, we're poor, mm-hmm. and um, life is different like when you see here in the U.S. And so uh, a lot of the times we we like to do beyond our education, we like to find out things are on our own. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, when I was seven years old, I became interested in neurology and I wanted to figure out how to fix patients with Parkinson's. And, and so that was one of my interests early in life and, and eventually it sparked my interest into neurology. Uh, but at a young age, uh, uh, I happened to see a UFO. Mm. And since then, um, I was curious about, you know, what's outside our world, you know, what else is out there, right. like space or the planets or whatever. And we bought into that idea that, you know, there's this distance, uh, light years, that there are other beings that come here and visit and so on. Um, you know, not much to know at that age, of course, just from right. what the media tells you and what they keep, you know, infusing into our minds. They teach us in the school about planets and the sun and the earth, mm-hmm. you know, rotate the sun and so on. So we just go with the flow. Uh, we cannot really argue against your teachers, professors, or anybody, right? until you go to medical school, same thing happens, you know, we just, you know, learn and absorb all the information, and eventually became an MD and came to the States uh, around my 20s, you know, in medical school in Ecuador, we go early, yeah. I started medical school around 16 years old, oh, wow. <laughs> goodness, dang, we are so dumb in the West, dude. it's not even, it's not even a joke, uh, uh, I wasn't even driving. I already was in medical school. Wow. Um, That's incredible. So we learned the ways of the Western world and Western medicine, and, and that's what we're taught. And, and you're basically indoctrinated into the paradigm of disease mm-hmm. uh, treatment paradigm, mm-hmm. which as long as we're hooked into that paradigm, disease treatment, uh, there is a tremendous flow in the medical system how to help somebody in their in, in their health and their path to healing because there's always going to be a pill surgical procedure that have to be done in order to so-called you know fix somebody mm-hmm. but right. that's not the way things happen and it's not until 
probably in the early 2000s when I realized that there was something wrong with the medical system. And, and I will say that that's how I got myself introduced into the different rabbit holes, trying to find out why is that the current system does not work. You know, the, the more we prescribe, the more people will come. And, mm-hmm. and essentially, the patients will become a customer of the system Jesus. rather than somebody who can be healed. Right. Uh, so that's how I, I tr- uh, early on uh, in my career, I tried to figure out why is the people become obese, diabetic, or hypertensive and develop chronic illnesses that uh, now in the U.S. we spend trillions of dollars trying to manage but not to really care for mm-hmm. and maintain a system that uh, it perpetuates disease and, and death. Um, and so... From there, I started going through different rabbit holes. You know, if the medical system is corrupted, you know, there are many other systems that are corrupted. Our history is corrupted. Mm. Our judicial system, our government, uh, science is corrupted. You name it. Yes, sir. So preach, brother. You cannot trust the system. You cannot trust anything because you realize that you are in the matrix that unless you follow through, you know, you are just either... Um, uh, ostracized or, or criticized or mm-hmm. taken out of the system because you're not complying. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So about compliance three years, the last three and a half years of that. And unfortunately, still people who comply mm-hmm. wearing masks driving by themselves. I, I <laughs> really don't understand that. Don't understand that. I, I just yeah. still try to wrap you know, my mind around it and want to stop those people and say, why are you doing this to yourself? You're driving mm-hmm. by yourself with a mask on. But, you know, that's how the system works, and people believe the system in good faith. Right. But, you know, hundreds of trillions of dollars later, the system is not fixed. It's corrupted. Mm-hmm. It, it just eventually will bankrupt, and we don't get any so-called health from the healthcare system. It right. shouldn't be called health when when there is basically disease and, and death and, and there is no solutions for people to really regain their health. And that's how eventually over the years, uh, listening to Dr. Cowan, um, you know, got to partner with him and get involved in his clinic and try to help out people really how to find the path to healing mm-hmm. uh, by developing the basic foundations of health and teaching them and how to achieve that on their own because... It's all about power. If, if you give the people the power they have and don't take it away and make them realize that they have everything on their own to heal, they can do it. And, and that's right. our mission, basically, to, to get everybody empowered and teaching them what are the tools they need to know in order to, to, to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. it, it, it right. seems like, uh, you know, people are kind of scared into you have to go see a doctor when you're not feeling well or, or you know, your health is taking a turn. And, um, you know, the, the medical system we have now has created plenty of hypochondriacs. Um, they're more than willing to accept a prescription and take, you know, doses of medications for different ailments day in and day out without trying to seek um, an actual cure for their illness instead of you know like you said they've become a customer now they go they see their drug dealer they hand them some more medication and they send them on their way and they refill that every month not knowing that they're destroying their their body 
um, because they're told the doctor's here to help you. And uh, they're just treated like any other customer in any other business, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. That's, oh. that's what's so great. I just want to step in real quick because if you're watching this right now, obviously, you know, most of our our uh, viewers are from audio, but if you are watching, uh, obviously this is going to be on Rockfin and Rumble, Kick, and Twitch, and all these different places. But we are showing it on screen right now, the new biologyclinic.com, which I became myself a member of um, over the past couple weeks, um, uh, just to try a new perspective of getting our bodies, our temples, uh, as clean as possible. And and, and and the reason we kind of jumped into this, like we've talked on the show so many times about just, I'll just use myself as the example. Like we don't, I just don't trust pharmaceuticals, right? Like pharmacia, right. like what does that mean? Right. We, 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 we talked about it on shows and all this, but we're still willing to like pop pills and go to the doctors. Um, for really what, what, what ends up happening is people tend to forget the fact that they're just practicing and they're practicing things that they're only allowed to practice. Right. So that just be kind of comes your world, your realm, your box right. that you try to fit everything into. It's the same thing that science does with the existence of God. But from the doctor's perspective, I don't like I don't think most doctors are in it to hurt anybody intentionally or or you know, make people sick. I think they really do want to help people. I think they do have um good intentions for what they're trying to do they're just going about it the wrong way mm -hmm. and just an example of that real quick and we'll get back to um dr soto but the leading treatment of cancer right now when i say leading i don't mean like the most innovative i mean just the most common one right now is chemotherapy and chemotherapy is the premise or the idea of there's something in your body that's killing you mm -hmm. right so if we poison your body, that thing will die. And then there'll be some repercussions from the poisoning, but we're making progress with the way that we do it and the type of radiation that we use to poison your body. Because they're not saying that, but that's what's fucking happening. Yeah. They're literally poisoning your body to kill the thing that's in your body. So then that when that thing dies off, and your body comes back to rejuvenated whatever. I think it was Ryan Alexander um, that said this, and I don't want to say this is exactly what he said, but it was something around along the lines of the statistics shows that if anybody has survived chemotherapy, they have like a 70% chance of dying in five years from wow. something. Because... Who knows what that type of damage was done to your kidneys or to your spleen? Like, mm. hey, we got all the cancer that was in your, you know, armpit or whatever, yeah. or your lymph nodes. But who knows what kind of damage yeah. has been done to, it, it, it to takes other? Its toll. Yeah, it take because you're poisoning your body. It's like right. it's the stupidest concept if you really think about it. Mm. It's like, you know, if everything looked like a nail and I'm a hammer, yeah, like, I'm just gonna hammer until the nails are all driven in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> along my wife and I's journey with our health and nutrition and all that, um, we're just coming to find out so much more about your body and, and, and how it operates. And I, I was unaware that there was, like, um, eating for your blood type. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like where your ancestral line came from, that is usually the food you're supposed to eat. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, we're not supposed to eat foods year-round like we always do. You know, mm-hmm. like, we're supposed to eat the foods that are in season. And there's all these different things, and it's not like... If you're eating fruits and vegetables and they're non-GMO and they're organic, you're on the right path. But there's like there's just like layers below it. Mm-hmm. And the, the crazy aspect of it is when I started looking into all this and we really started making changes, I felt better. So to me, call it woo-woo or call it whatever, it fucking worked. Yeah. I've never felt better from doing this. Like I didn't do all this and I was like, man, I felt shittier. I said not do this anymore that that yeah well, but but people with happen. terrible diets they probably do feel really shitty when they first try clean food you know what oh, i mean yeah. oh yeah now, you're you're essentially you know it's like any other drug addict you know and especially here in america everything is filled with sugar yeah i couldn't believe how much sugar was in toothpaste <laughs> <laughs> seriously like a normal tube of colgate it's insane you know what i mean um but that's that's part of the process, right? Is uh, all these packaged foods that are processed are intended to make you feel like shit. So then you go to your doctor, and then they start prescribing you whatever they believe um, will help you out, you know. And but I, I am kind of noticing more. And Doctor Soto, uh, you could let me know if if you've kind of uh, seen this or not. Maybe it's just something I'm catching up on. But it really does seem like. Uh, more and more doctors are kind of in a, in an area where they feel more comfortable um, giving you a, a holistic uh, approach to certain things. You know, um, dermatologists will tell you what uh, vitamins and roots and things like that you should be taking to help clear up a specific kind of, of you know, skin disorder or things like that instead of use this chemical compound that we have in a topical cream and come back and see us every 30 days to have it refilled. You know, um, I, I, are doctors kind of getting more comfortable with that or, or is it just something that I'm picking up, you know, that I didn't see before? I can say in the last probably couple of decades, there has been more awareness from doctors or a group of doctors. I will say not all of them, right. That, there are other things that were missing in the conventional medical system mm-hmm. and other ways that we can approach conditions for people to really find true healing. Right. Uh, there are different organizations that have been formed since then, holistic groups, mm-hmm. functional medicine, anti-aging medicine, different names. Uh, there is even a society or Academy for Preventative Medicine. Mm. Uh, there are more uh, organizations that focus into nutrition, coaching. Right. Uh, so th- that has been developing over the last couple of decades more and more. Okay. But it's still, in many ways, is the minority if we compare it to the bigger system mm-hmm. that is governed by the so-called healthcare, pharmaceutical industry, health health insurance industry, the FDA. And so the big majority mainstream, like we see private medical offices, hospital centers, academic centers in the US, they have to follow through the traditional mainstream. Right. And that's how they get like funding and things like that, right? Right. It's right. funding through the industry into academic centers, the way they can get their grants for research. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing bad about it, but 
The problem is that if you depend on that for your living and you try to create data to accommodate certain results, mm -hmm. they can play with statistics mm -hmm. so much that mm -hmm. any drug can come on the market anytime. The, the latest, I will give you an example of that, is the drug for Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be uh, an, an IV infusion to treat Alzheimer's. But when you look at the study, there are many flaws in the study. There are many side effects that you don't really want to have taking that drug. Mm -hmm. There's not really a solution for it, but when it comes to the market, it's going to be sold as the great solution for Alzheimer's. Jeez. And, and so we still have a long way to go in spite of this way for some uh, medical practitioners becoming more aware of mm -hmm. the, the, the true healing. You know, right. Cowan and our group, we're still a very minority because even among holistic physicians, we have different ways of thinking in regards to how the body works. Right. There's a lot of medicine that we have been told as a physician that it doesn't work the way it's, it's, it's portrayed in the medical system. Just for yeah. example, the issue of the viruses, you know, it's mm -hmm. something that you can go to a naturopathic doctor and they still can give you herbs to fight the virus. Right, right. But, you know, if you take an herb to fight something that doesn't really exist out there, you know, we're still falling in the same paradigm. You can still mm -hmm. take supplements to treat conditions that are not there. Right. Uh, so it's a long way to go. It's, it's an awakening that has to happen on an individual basis, one at a time. Right. And we hope that as time goes on, things can change. Unfortunately, I think eventually the system will have to bankrupt and, and just get dissolved altogether before we can create a new way of, of really true healthcare. Right, right. It's you know that's a, that's such a crazy thing to think that the the medical industry right now what we have is something that uh, it's it's a it's a revolving door of a customer of if I can treat the symptom effectively, um, depending on the severity of whatever the quote unquote disease is, uh, I can keep you coming back. Yeah. Now the crazy thing is, is um, I haven't been to the doctor in a long time. Um, but the last time I went just to the doctor, you know, like I thought I had like a sinus infection or something like that. And I go in and then I go through, you go through triage, right? Mm -hmm. Think about the whole time that you're at the doctor's office. I'm in triage, you know, and then I get called back out to the waiting room and then they call me up to the window to get my insurance. And then I go sit back down and then they finally, Oh, they finally got a room for me two hours later or whatever. So then I go back and they come in there and they kind of do like a triage. So what's going on? Da, 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 da. Do all this. I, okay, now we're at like hour three. Mm -hmm. All right, go with me on this. <laughs> the doctor finally walks in. And, ah, oh, what brings you in? Are you not feeling too good, huh? I'm like, yeah, no, sh the, wh why the fuck do you think I'm here? Yeah, <laughs> they always ask that stupid question. Oh, I'm not feeling too good, huh? Yeah, no, I just thought we could exchange ideas. Of course, that's what I'm here for. So then they do like another quick little triage that should have already been written down twice. And maybe they're yeah. checking for an influx and change or something like that, maybe. Um, but then he goes, yep, I think it's this. I'm going to prescribe you this. Fill it up. Da, 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 da. The doctor is in there for what? Six minutes mm -hmm. max? Yes. All yeah. he's going to do is write you a script. Yeah, yeah, you, you better guessing. hope you have insurance or that's a six-figure bill right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm guessing it's this. Try that. Yeah. Like, my guy, I could have fucking maybe tried that. 
Yeah. You know, because the, um, what you're talking about earlier about side effects, right? From medication, there's only like two antibiotics. I've told this story before. I've only, I can only have like two antibiotics. Uh, I'm allergic to all of, like I'm anaphylactic to all of them. Right. So these two that I can have, it's amoxic, uh, amoxicillin. Nope. That'll kill me. Erythromycin <laughs> or zithromycin, which is z Right. And um, I read a study, gosh, 2012 now, maybe 13, that said um, they had found a link between an increased percentage of somebody with heart disease that has taken z Now, I believe the number of heart disease are skewed, kind of like Ryan Alexander was talking about. Like, it's the number one cause of death in America, right? It's mm-hmm. the number one killer of Americans. But, like, you could be 99, die in your sleep because your heart stops, and they categorize that as heart disease. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of fluctuation in yeah. that number. It's, it's similar to died with COVID and yeah. died from <laughs> right. COVID. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like, like, what do you mean? Heart heart disease. Like, bro, he didn't miss a beat for 99 straight years. Yeah, and, like, and, and, and a lot of the times you hear it, like, we had a, a teacher. Uh, he was a middle, sc- a middle school teacher. This guy would run marathons, uh, triathlons, Ironman events, and one day he didn't wake up, and that's what they said, heart disease. And yeah. I'm like, this man has to go through, I don't know how many physicals to compete in these events. Not one time was it ever brought up that he had an abnormal anything involved with his heart, Yeah, but it's heart disease. Well, and what's interesting is, where I was going with that is like, so when I would go to the doctor, like, and I, I haven't had, I haven't had an antibiotic in my body in um, probably about six years now, right? Um, we never have needed to since then, since we kind of changed everything up, and we're progressively just moving in the right direction. But um, I went to the doctor to get an antibiotic for a sinus infection, and they go, "We're going to su- prescribe you um, a ZPAC." And I go, no, I, I want erythromycin. And they go, oh, erythromycin's really hard on your stomach. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you, okay, you're asking me how, which way I would rather poison my body. Do I want an increased rate of heart disease or a tummy ache? I'll just take the tummy ache. Like, yeah, I'm okay 100%. with that right now. But it's, that's really what you're doing Yeah. when you end up going pick to the doctor. Pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, pick your poison, which one you want. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough, dude. Because uh, you know how much money goes to uh, heart, you know, uh, heart disease uh, research or cancer research. You know, they generate uh, hundreds of millions of dollars a year for this stuff, and it feels like we're still at stage one. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it, you're you're getting the same treatments. Um, it doesn't seem like deaths have decreased any. You know, it's it's a lot of money and time. Well. I, we don't know what they're doing with that money. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it feels like they're not doing a whole lot of research. Sounds like laundering. Yeah, it could be for sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dr. Soto. So, so as we were sharing on screen there, the new biology clinic, obviously if you didn't see it, uh, I'll just kind of say it now, but you can definitely go check this out. Um, very affordable prices, individuals, um, 90 bucks a month. Um, and then you kind of, you get basically everything that's involved with it. If you want to have a small family, that's up to four individuals. That's $160 a month, a large family, five plus or where the Chicano's at, uh, 200 bucks a month. Um, so it's very affordable. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably actually cheaper than what they take out of your check if your uh, employer pays for your insurance. Um, you're probably still paying out of pocket something. Um, and the amount of stuff that's there, it's it's so much ingrained of like just full body, yeah. right? So you get to have consultations with doctors and nutritionists and breathing techniques, and they do group stretching. And uh, if you just need someone to talk to, like that's all encompassed in that's all great. of these things, which is really great. It's affordable. Yeah. Um, and so have you have you seen um, Dr. Soto since you guys have started this and you've been kind of in, intertwined in all this? Um, have you seen a, an increase in people recently, just kind of over the last couple of years um, because of, I feel like there's kind of an awakening happening right now to just overall health? Yes, definitely. We have seen a spike in members to our mm-hmm. clinic. Uh, we actually have to add uh, two more practitioners. So we oh, are wow. right now four of them. And just this week we added a bit, a veterinarian, believe oh, it or not. That's awesome. We're offering, yeah. we're offering services for uh, small animals, usually domestic cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have that now. Yeah, there we uh, go, right there. And, oh, pet cool. health, $89 yeah. a month. Pet and our enrichment program also is available if you want to just do that with different modalities there, whether it's you know meditation, breathing work, extra, uh, movement therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, nutritionist, nutritionist is going to be added to very soon as well. Oh, nice. So yeah, it's, it's a Dope. really comprehensive approach for health, uh, to be able to talk to the doctor many times as you can mm-hmm. and give the guidance that you need. But our goal is eventually to give you all the tools that way you can do this on your own. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. This and, isn't a permanent thing. No. And don't depend That's on great. the doctor. The idea of of having a doctor is not to be going there all the time to get something, you know, prescribed, but rather right. a guidance that you can give you your own empowerment and independence to create your own healing path. Yeah. Right. It's truly really remarkable because, well, remarkable that, that we're doing this now. Right. And then, and then the, the information that's, that's out there. And like for anybody that thinks like some of this stuff is like woo woo, I mean, maybe a couple of years ago, I probably would have thought the same thing, right? Um, and boy, I know I've been recently sharing with you on the group chat, but I'll kind of tell everybody listening tonight and Dr. Soto that I, I uh, got inter- introduced to um, Winhoff, that dude, the Iceman, the guy that does all that cold water yeah. therapy and all that stuff, watching his videos and stuff like that. And then um, we had a, a guest on our show, Jay Gutierrez, um, was talking about his ice bath therapy. And the the, the and the number of health benefits that that offers that they're finding out now, right? Right. And when I watch the Winhoff thing and he's talking about you know power of your mind and understanding and believing and breathing and you know all these different all these different things, right? Um, and I try I I go you know how do you get into that? And they're like just start with you know the last thirty seconds of your shower, just turn it to cold. And just focus on the moment and breathe in and you're there and it's cold because it's so unnatural, especially in the Western world, to not take a hot shower. It could be the middle of a heat wave. I'm taking a hot shower when I go home, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that for like two weeks. And this, of course, is when like my wife had her, her whole ailment, like her, her kidney infection and all that. And 
So my stress levels like through the roof. Um, just I was experiencing all these different things, and I started doing these showers, plus the nutrition and supplements and all these other things. And I started doing these showers, and it's working. Um, it's like a dopamine rush that you'll never experience uh, for as long as you do, other than maybe taking like drugs. Um, <laughs> Nat- but natural, natural, like natural dopamine. drugs. Yeah, natural, <laughs> natural dopamine. Uh, getting high on your own supply. Um, and then, so like within the past forty-eight hours, because um, I haven't missed a day, I've been doing it for like two weeks. Um, I turned the water f- like. For sure, this is physically the coldest water that has ever touched my body, ever. <laughs> well, and, well, not to mention the water, the cold water that's coming through your pipes is is extra cold oh, because yeah. of the environment. Yeah, you know? yeah. Cause we're, I mean, we're out here in Kansas, so it's like a constant 30. Two weeks ago, it was like negative 27. <laughs> so the ground is cold. The frost is deep <laughs> right now. So, yeah. th- I mean, like, I, and I know that. But I'm to the point of, of getting learning this discipline. Um, that I'm actually laughing because I'm not cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm just experiencing this with my mind because all of my receptors is like, dude, this shit's cold, bro. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? But I'm so calm and I'm, I'm breathing. It got to the point where I'm laughing because I'm like, this is crazy. This is my own body doing this. This is my own mind doing this. This yeah. is the, like, this is this type of stuff that they don't want you to experience because they're like, Damn it! They're not watching the TV, or they're not reading yeah. the newspaper, well, or they're not on Instagram, or blah well, blah they, blah. They they don't want you to experience that in a in a positive manner. Right. We're seeing people experience it on the other end of the spectrum, like Doctor Soto mentioned earlier. People driving around with masks in their car. <laughs> Honestly, for those people, um, they they that is their dopamine release. They truly believe that they're making a difference in other people's health when it's just simply not true they get that same dopamine effect when they put on that stupid little mask and they get in their stupid (laughs) little car and they go somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it, it, they're for, for them, that is their ice bath. Things like that are their ice bath going to get in the next booster. That's their ice bath. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. They love it. They love it. That's their personality, you know? Oh, they're addicted to it. They are. They're addicted to it. And and they believe because uh, the the mainstream um, big pharma narrative is you're doing the right thing. So when you're out here and you're taking <laughs> I'm doing my part, that, that's what they I'm gonna, believe. I'm going to cut that in. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they believe. They truly do believe that it's and it's crazy that they believe that. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, what Dr. Soto's doing, Dr. Cowan with that network it's it's a powerful thing because now you're educating instead of just doing so people can thoroughly understand why they're taking these supplements these natural supplements and what each natural thing can do for them for different ailments then when they leave that network and they feel comfortable enough to maintain their own health on their own they can share that information with other people you know what i mean so that is uh it's it's a it's a rarity you know, to, to have a doctor say, here's the tools that you need now go away and fix yourself, you know? And, and when people feel comfortable enough to do something like that, it's, it's extremely empowering and it's a blow to the system. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something very important is your belief system can really change, uh, your health. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. because 
depending on what your belief system is, you are going to honestly think that that's the way it works. Right. And I listened recently, just a couple of days ago, another podcast, somebody was talking about one of the major determinants of health are your belief system. Mm -hmm. Because if you believe that, let's say you have a disease and there is a prescription and that's what your belief system is, you get, you buy into it mm -hmm. and you fall into that in good faith. Right. And you follow that course. But if you are given the uh, uncovering or taking that curtain off your face and looking in reality what happens, your belief system can change and mm -hmm. really adapt to a better, um, a better health option for you. Yeah. 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 Well, I, and I think that that kind of piggybacks off what I was saying earlier um, of something that I'm, and listen, this is not, I'm not talking about anybody else. Just I'm myself realizing that your belief system intertwines with the true power of your mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, it, like people say, like I believe in my heart. Well, no, okay, if we're talking <laughs> bare bones, you're like your heart doesn't have the belief. Your mind does, yeah. And your mind creates these things for your environment, for your body to experience, um, you know. And depending on how things go, for like your belief system can change, like you're saying, Doctor Soda. Your belief system can change, which now your the power of your mind has now shifted, right? And things are manifesting them that way for you. Um, it's, it's, it's insane because growing up, I was such a sick kid, like all the time I was sick. I, I just had a really, really rough childhood, um, growing up and my mom and dad did the best they could for me. And they, they're trying to like, you know, listen to the doctors and, and they're trying to do, you know, and it's, and it's scary for a parent. It's scary. Um, and so when we had our son, I'm like, you know, I'm experiencing this too. Like, I'm anaphylactic to milk. I know he's not. He's already had milk before. He's not anaphylactic. I don't think he's allergic you're, to You're anything. anaphylactic to the medication in milk. Yeah, that's correct. That's my theory is I'm actually not anaphylactic to milk. I'm anaphylactic to the yeah, antibiotic. I bet, I bet if you if you had uh, raw milk, I bet you could uh, down down. Yeah, yeah. Well, no problem. Dr. Soda, just to be real brief, I, I told the story a couple times on this show, but my, my theory is, is that yes, I'm allergic, I'm anaphylactic to the antibiotics, not the milk. Um, because yeah, yeah, I say, well, I was saying, you know, my, cause I eat Irish dairy, but I know they have strict, no antibiotic guidelines. Um, so that was, that just makes sense to me, right? Because I'm right. like, why would I be allergic to just milk, like, or why would I be allergic to grass? That doesn't make sense to be allergic to grass, right? right? It's actually the chemicals that they treat the grass with is what I'm allergic to. Yeah. Um. But your body picks up things differently at different rates for different people. But, um, the the the, it's it's just so, it's just so crazy to think about all this because, um. You know, like the, the anaphylactic part of being, you know, growing up and being through all that, like it scares me as a parent, like, cause I know my parents were terrified. Like mm -hmm. basically you're watching your kid die and like, you're hoping the shot of adrenaline and the Benadryl will do its job basically yeah. is what it is, right? You're just treating the symptom, but you don't know what the cause was, especially when we were younger, we didn't know what was going on and the allergy testing weren't really a thing yet. So with my son, I'm like, it's terrifying, right? It's a little scary. Uh, except for my son, he, he's not vaccinated, which would lead me down. If I 
really believed in my head the antibiotics are what make me anaphylactic mm -hmm. and i have never given him any we haven't given him any because he's not vaccinated and there's a lot of antibiotics they put in vaccines yeah um that he it wouldn't make sense for him to be allergic to a dairy product or a grape or a nut or a right. whatever um, because everything that we've given him basically since he got here was as much as we could organic non-gmo antibiotic free you know meat yeah. all of it like the best we could um so it just wouldn't make sense that he is that way so it's just like you, you hear examples of that and you're like man is it the shit or is it the shit that's around me that's poisoning me or is it just uh, random stuff that's floating, like you know, you know, diseases and virus. Oh, it's on the door now. Yeah, some some air on the door. Yeah, yeah. You walk through a sneeze or something. Yeah, you walk. Yeah, you walk through someone's fart dust cloud or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> that's how you got pink eye. You know, all these different <laughs> things. Um, <coughs> but truly, I find it remarkable that <coughs> excuse me that there's so many um, groups that are out there. Uh, obviously like the new biology clinic, which I would highly recommend, which will be linked in this uh, episode um, along with all of Dr. Um, Soto's material. Um, but how people are actually finding it uh, beneficial in each and own individual category, right? Yeah. So like what works for me might not work for you, but maybe you've got a little bit something different going on in your body mm -hmm. for your blood type that, you know, you can adjust for you right. like my buddy that lives out here um had really really bad crohn's disease um to the point where they said the only way like that we can do this without your body going completely septic is to take your large intestine out jeez um and i was talking to a healthcare buddy of mine a ryan alexander Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm trying to help my, my buddy here. Like, what do I, what can I advise him to do? And he was like, the only way to reverse that, like drastically at that point is to do an, a complete and total fast for like mm -hmm. X amount of days, nothing but water and bone broth to flush your system. Um, and hopefully you can say like, sometimes it's shit's, you know, it's too far. It's too far gone. It, right. It's, I mean, yeah. I'm sure those, those cases are we've gotten better at right getting to that point because your body can do remarkable things but so anyways he, he ended up getting his large intestine taken out oh man um yeah and uh so his life is forever changed and he's he takes very good care of himself he's a very fit guy really really mm -hmm. strong guy um but diet and maybe genetic makeup who knows i don't know i don't believe unnecessarily believe that um but um you know, his life changed because of that. But his doctor, because he asked him, he's like, hey, so, so what should I be eating? You know, because he already started going gluten free, like as this was taking place. But now the doctor like, has prescribed to him McDonald's. <laughs> no, the doctor said, go eat whatever you want. See, I'm like, yeah, you just took out an organ the size of Rhode Island or uh, however large <laughs> your large intestine is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, dude, just put whatever you want down the gullet, baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yo, well, you're a doctor, dude. What? Yeah. But, That's um, crazy. Dr. Soto, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the changes 
would have to start uh, with the FDA um, and and with the amount of chemicals and and things that they allow into our food because uh, the idea that if I go get a bag of Doritos from my local store and then I hop on a plane and fly to Europe and grab the same bag of Doritos, the content or the ingredients in both bags are, are, are vastly different. Um, and, and I'm, I, it's really hard for me to grasp why everything in American food is filled with antibiotics. It's filled with sugars. It's filled with, you know, they allow so many different things that are, are extremely unhealthy individually, but all packed together are even worse. Um, would it take a huge stance change from the FDA to kind of trickle down to the rest of the healthcare industry to start making those kinds of changes? Or is it going to be up to individual companies creating their own safer guidelines for producing food? Yeah, you hit in the right spot there. You know, I, I doubted that the FDA by itself is going to create those changes for, for, for the United States. Right. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's the Food and Disease Administration as opposed to the Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, uh, they poison us with the food, and then on the other side, they give us the so-called drugs to try to take care of the problems. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it won't be until we, as a consumer, in a way, demand those changes and, right. and stop consuming those products. That way, the the market uh, can change what they produce and what is available for us. So right. we have to drive that market by um, consuming the right things. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you know, people like it. There's in commercials all the time on TV. Um, right. There are billboards everywhere and they get used to it and addicted in many ways mm -hmm. because they change the taste of the food. Yeah. Uh, your taste buds are chemical, um, Buds in there, they send signals to your brain that determines once you ingest a particular food with MSG or any other coloring or products, mm -hmm. the, the brain is like a drug, basically. Right. You know, the most common thing is sugar uh, by itself more than cocaine. Mm -hmm. And so um, those changes have to start happening early in early childhood. And that's what I think every parent should learn early early on, yes. even before consuming, yeah, what yeah. to provide to the new child that is coming into their lives, yes. how to teach them well. Yeah. Elementary school have to change their curriculum to, to teach children what a healthy eating should be, not like the pyramid that the, the <laughs> United States promotes. It's an inverted pyramid. Right. Um, so a lot of drastic changes will have to happen uh, at, a, uh, at a more uh, comprehensive level rather than to thinking that our organization is going to change their minds when the money is flowing from everywhere Correct, for yeah. them. They're all, you know, asleep in the same bed. You know, that's why yeah. I think when I started looking into health and, and, and healthcare, you know, the system is so corrupt and it took me to different rabbit holes mm -hmm. uh, from medicine to uh, the lunar landing to uh, polit politics to history, you name it. And so yeah. it's all interconnected yeah. uh, medicine is just one branch of that right right so the military industrial complex really has its tentacles all over the place it does absolutely it does um i want to kind of jump back a little bit because you said you you started to get 
interested in neurology at, at a young age at about seven years old what you know, that's, that's an uncommon, um, focus for a seven-year-old. Is there a catalyst that kind of put your focus on neurology and Parkinson's itself, or was that something that you kind of stumbled across and, and just needed to know more about? Yeah, it, it happens by stumbling across, uh, a book that I wanted to, uh, read and figure out how the connections in the brain happens and how people mm. develop tremors. And I was thinking that in a mechanical way at that age, that by either adjusting or diverting some of those connections, the problem can be fixed. That's, um, that's a brilliant but, thought process for a child, though. You know I, what dude, I mean? I was um, like, but but it, warrior at, is my hero. But at that or something, at, you know? at that age, you 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 are trying to grasp a, an understanding of of certain things, and um, I think it's far more complex than us adults give children credit for, because in their own way, they're trying to translate it. Um, you know, and as an adult, you're able to articulate it. But as a child, I, I understand the the thought process going through your mind. What if we just kind of unplugged here, plugged in and see if we can fix this thing? That's 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 an amazing process to, to grasp, um, you know, as a child, but then kind of return to it in an adult age. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was fascinating to me how uh, early age the brain will work and how people will start getting sick. You know, the mm. other things that is part an early age is the concept of getting cancer. You know, like right. you get something when you go to the store and you get stuff. Right, and right. It doesn't really happen that way. You know, we, mm -hmm. we were always hoping that, oh, I hope we don't get cancer. But you don't get stuff just out of the blue or one day you're healthy and the next day you're you get cancer. It doesn't right. really happen that way. That's what I think that uh, a lot of the um, uh, testing that are performed to screen for cancer are, are really, they're looking for disease as supposed to actually prevent the condition. Mm. You know, these things don't develop overnight. It takes, uh, uh, in many instances, not only months, but years of a process to happen for an individual to eventually be told they have cancer or heart disease right. or Alzheimer's or even just diabetes, you know, uh, that's very common. The, the patient said, well, uh, my sugar is okay. The doctor told me I'm not diabetic, but it's, it's a little high and mm -hmm. they're overweight. So what are they waiting for them to happen? You know, wait another year or two when they tell them finally, right, you're diabetic now, congratulations, here's your diploma. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the opportunity they have missed to change yeah. your nutrition, do activity. Do something about your life that you can prevent getting into having eventually diabetes. Yeah, instead uh, of hoping that, that you don't get it. Right, exactly right. It's not a hope. It's not a, oh, please, dear JC, you know, I don't want to have a disease, you know, pray yeah. every day. You know, it's not going to happen that way. You have to take the reins yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to educate. As a patient, you have to learn how your body works. We don't get a manual when we're born, unfortunately. Right. And parents don't get a manual how the child functions and what food we should feed him. Mm -hmm. And so we have to uh, empower ourselves to learn, you know, the same thing when you get a new vehicle. You, you know, you want to learn about how to take care of the vehicle, mm -hmm. what's the horsepower, how does it look, how does it smell the brand new vehicle. Right. And you take it to maintenance every certain miles. Same thing have to happen with human health. You have mm -hmm. to learn 
care of your body. It's your own vessel. It's your, if your temple, like Brian says, mm -hmm. you have to take care of your temple. You cannot yeah. just you know, let it be, you know, exposed to the environmental changes that has happened over the years and accumulation of toxins in the environment, chemtrails, glyphosate, you name it. My Everything man. put in place, you know, that's Sorry. another rabbit hole there that we can go. Yeah. Because, and it, it takes to, to the medical system again. Yeah. Um, well, that's the interesting thing, too, about what, what the medical system teaches uh, basically everybody about symptoms. is like, it's like uh, fear the symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. We, we got to be afraid of the symptoms and we can get rid of the symptoms, then that means you're healthy, right? Yeah. When what we should be doing is actually listening to the symptoms. The only reason we have symptoms is because our body's saying, hey, something over here is not right. Yeah. I need you to figure out what the fuck that is. Yeah. It's a check engine light. Yeah, it's a check engine light. A yeah. symptom is a check engine light, right? Yeah. And That's correct. Yeah. So if you're not getting to the cause, like you're never you're, gonna you're not gonna get to the cure. Right, exactly. <laughs> like as soon as you eliminate the cause, there's no more effect. Yeah. Right? So we've we've created a society of people just want to mask things. Um, because we're raised um, very differently than obviously our ancestors did. Because I believe we already knew this at one point in, in time. Oh, 100%. And, you know, that's, that's why most tribes and things had a shaman or a witch doctor or whatever. They would create these potions made from you know natural herbs and, and things like that. And then they were told that they were witches. They were told that this is bad and you yeah. cannot go to these people because they have no idea what they're talking about. They're kooks and they're trying to kill you. So, you know, we drowned a bunch of witches. Um, <laughs> we, we got them all. Yeah. Went to Ireland, cleared everybody out of there that, that had a grasp on, on natural healing. Um, yeah. By the way, that's, that's, that's what St. Patrick's. That's St. Patrick's. Yeah. There's no driving snakes the snakes Ireland, away. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, they, they went and, uh, and basically destroyed the Celtic religion by, by, uh, getting rid of all these people. That's why these ancient religions, you know, they cover them up because in their own uh, ecosystem, they had ways to heal and cure people um, from all kinds of different ailments. You know, they, they dig up, you know, find a body that they claim is however old and they've got uh, great dental work and they've got um, you know, bones that have been broken, but healed and, and, and they look great and all these different things. So healthcare has always been a part of, of hu a human condition, but it is shifted into a money-making pyramid scheme, basically, you know, and, and like Dr. Soto said, that goes with the, uh, military industrial complex, uh, the food and, and disease administration, yeah, it's um, education, -based. it's petroleum based yeah. medication, right? And, uh, but they want you to stop drilling, you know, that's a reason why that would never happen. You know what I mean? Um, but it sounds cool to the blue haired people. Right. But it's, it's, it, it, it all goes hand in hand. And it's, if it's when people say the government is actively trying to kill you 
it's not like they got a guy standing on a grassy knoll with a rifle, right? It's <laughs> everything they give you is trying to kill you. The the yeah. music that they feed these kids, the 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 entertainment that they feed them, the food that they feed them. You know what I mean? It's the, the chemicals you wash your body with. The, the chemicals, chemicals you wash your wash body, your the chemicals with, they the chemicals. spray in the air. The, it, everything is trying to kill you. You know what I mean? And it's on purpose. There's there's hardly any natural things. And the thing that blows my mind the most are the things that are the safest for you. Natural cleaning chemicals, um, natural herbs and remedies, things like that um, are even clean food. Right. Um, um, unenriched flour and and gluten free this or that. It's all so much more expensive than the food that they want to poison you with. And so it becomes uh, an attack on a certain class at that point, because those things are ideally out of the price range of a family of five that is struggling to get bills paid. Well, it's cheaper for me to just go and buy a bunch of McDonald's two, three nights a week to feed the kids because I can't afford three, four hundred dollars worth of groceries a month. You know what I mean? So they they set us up from fit for failure right out of the gate. Yeah. Well, let me say this real quick. I think the craziest thing about that is that they're literally admitting to you there's our food, cheap, yeah. affordable, you can get as much as you want, or real food, yeah, pretty pricey. And people are like, just in your head, you should be like, what is the difference between organic, non-GMO, mm-hmm. and this stuff? Yeah. Right? Like that, that should just be an automatic question in your head to be like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, like Dr. Soto mentioned, <laughs> you, you've got more people showing up to your clinic than ever before because there is kind of an awakening. And I think people are also, um, being more careful with the food that they purchase. Like 99% of the time we get our eggs from an egg farm, right? Because we know how they're being taken. You could see the chickens running around in the back of this farm when you go pick up the eggs. You can get unwashed eggs or you can get washed eggs. The unwashed eggs are great for storing. Um, Going to family farms and getting meat from them. You know know where it's coming from. You can go speak to the farmer directly. You You could go get a cow and have it quartered up with a couple of other families. And you can have meat for an entire year that it never came off a shelf. You know, Easy. you, you know where the cow came from, you know, it was slaughtered humanely in or a hunt. clean facility or hunted, you know what I mean? So the, these things, um, I think are, are gaining a lot of traction. And honestly, it's because of people like Dr. Cowan and Dr. Soto that people are starting to realize there are other options for me. I don't have to eat fast food, um, because it's affordable. You know, if you want to go and enjoy a hamburger, uh, you know, every now and again, it's different than having to survive on this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because the food has an effect on your energy itself. Um, and, and your energy, if it affects it negatively, it's going to affect the people around you. It's going to affect the way you do your job. It, you know, it, it has a big toll on your life. The, the choices you make just to, to what you put into your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys are really doing the Lord's work by, telling people these are alternative options for you. They're, they're healthy for you and it's to maintain, you know, it's not, um, it's not to patch a symptom, but this is to maintain good health for the rest of your life. And that will translate to how people take care of their children. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to, to be able, I have three kids, 
to, to be able to um, have my kids tell, come to me and say, Dad, I'm hungry. Uh, and I ask them, OK, what have you had today? Well, I had a yogurt. I had some grapes. I had an orange. You know what I mean? to hear those things in return instead of like I had a pack of cookies, I had a bag of chips, I had the, you know what I mean? And, and they're, they're kids. So their emotions are all over the place already. Um, but without adding any additional chemicals to their body, these kids are growing up healthy. They're smart. They're energetic. You know what I mean? Um, and I have kids in within my family that have a vastly different diet and the attitudes are, are clearly different and the motivations uh, of the parents to what they put in these kids' bodies are clearly different and their health is, is visually different. And, um, it's heartbreaking when parents can't make those decisions, uh, for their kids in a positive light, you know, they feed them whatever they want. And these kids, by the time they're, you know, 10, 12 years old, 180 pounds, you know, uh, grossly obese, you know that their life expectancy is shortened because they're wearing the weight of a grown man. You know what I mean? It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I, I did hear recently, and I can't, man, I can't remember if it was Ryan Alexander or maybe if it was Jake Gutierrez uh, hearing this about, like, uh, somebody had asked, what is the cause, like, the overall root cause of why our society is so minerally deficient, like from our food to ourselves um, that we have to find it in nature and then supplement it with. Um, and it's because, I guess, generationally plus uh, societally, uh, the innovation of technology, we've gotten away from using wood ash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wood um, ash and bone. <laughs> wood ash and bone to put on our crops so then the vegetables and the fruits and the chickens the grain the graze in that fields they get it right and it kind of gets all circulated and recirculated and recirculated um and we've gotten away from doing that that everything is so like clean and sterile and uh, polished and like you're not getting the the gr the grits and grains of the earth right um that we're from i mean like if you believe in creation if you believe in the story of creation you believe we came from the dirt right like i do i, I believe that right so it makes sense that the stuff that's in there i need to put back in my body yeah uh it's this big new circle of life yeah return it from whence it came yeah yeah um but yeah it's really crazy and, and dr soda i know we were said we we're gonna talk uh conspiracies a little bit let's do that before we end the show here but uh, we were just talking on our last episode, this common one that's been kind of gaining, gaining a lot of traction. And what really stuck out to me was that um, we're supposedly missing a whole month, right? There's supposed to be 13 months in a year and 28 days in each one of those months is exactly the full cycle of the moon. It, you know, and it right. So we were talking about all the implications of that. And technically, let's just say that let's just go for the sake of the argument. That's true. Um, that would also mean that I am younger mm -hmm. than what I believe I am. 
And so now we're in this this societal trap of, you know, oh, when you're 50, you should be feeling this. And if you're feeling this, that means you have that. That means generally yeah. you have this much life left. And yeah, at 50, your, your wee-wee is going to be soft all the time. So get to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. You know, at 65, you got to read. Like, they, they put timestamps on all this around. stuff, right? Yeah. I, I, well, at 40, you got to go get your prostate checked. You know what I mean? And, I, and it's almost like, I feel like this is kind of a sick joke. Like, watch how many of these dudes we can get to come over and spread their butt for. Us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's so funny yeah. but yeah we were talking about this lost time right and the idea that okay so now technically we would be younger mm -hmm. um and the cycle of the sky would make sense and all these different things um but what really solidified it for me and i wanted to get your take on it i don't know if you're familiar with this but is if you have a calendar from 1996 it works exactly to the date for this year, including right. the moon cycles. Right. Now, okay, from a heliocentric perspective, which is not my perspective, um, is that is just a random chance in an ever-expanding, wobbling, sense. shooting, <laughs> out-of-control, chaos, accident, just a coincidence – or it's on a cyclical path above our heads. And the reason it's matching to the date, to the time, is because that lost month finally caught up in the cycle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I just thought that was remarkable. Have you heard about this? Yes. Uh, it, it, it has to do with, obviously, the, the cycles of the stars and how we've been sort of put in a box for these time frames, rigid time frames of 365 days and 30 days and 31 days that they don't really go along with the cycles of nature. Right. Yeah. And the more you get away from nature, the more you get uh, involved into this notion of um, time and time frames mm -hmm. uh, that we've been put into to create a, a motor control. It's a control system, like in many other, in many other things in society nowadays. The way you comply to the things that you need to do at a particular, uh, you know, day or week or month of, of that supposedly year. Right. Right. Um, Dude, so, there's no way you can't make the argument that for sure this world is controlled by actual demons. That's the <laughs> only way that that makes sense. That there's someone who's like, listen, we got to change the time, the day. Yeah, the it's state, like the Matrix. The time is a program. In yeah. addition, they, they put these holidays on top of that. Right. These celebrations. All of these things that hooks you to this time frame. And as long as you're there, you know, you have Mother's Day, you have Father's Day. You have Easter. You have all of these events that your life is just kind of programmed. Right. Um, yeah, even your birthday. Everything. And yeah. so, you know, we need to disconnect from that. From uh, We need to get more in touch with nature. We need to look at. I think that astrology would have been a, a great rotation for me in medical school. Mm -hmm. You know, I think doctors should learn about astrology because that's how you can guide yourself as far as how you can cultivate your crops mm, uh, yeah. are for the season, what mm -hmm. are better energies for healing at the time. And yep, so that, nightshades. 
Yeah, that's an yeah. important part of science that in medicine has not been uh, um, integrated in order yeah. for physician to be able to help the people. Yeah. You know, health is about community, it's about nature, it's about this, the the world that we live. Mm-hmm. And I think in many ways, that's what we've been told the story of, of a globe that rotates and all that around the sun. And they we don't really learn what really our earth is. is. Right. And system that is created by a creator and uh, you have it, it follows the rules of nature and, mm-hmm. and, in, and in that regard the more we are attached to it the better we can have our health being uh, in in a more harmonious way with 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 the universe right yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh it's so it's so crazy it's so interesting to think about and it, and it kind of goes into some of those things like we know, um, yeah, it like, man, just to think about all that, you know, we know we have certain things like tendencies that we will colloquial, colloquially, colloquial, colloquial, that one, um, <laughs> associate to certain things like during the time of the month, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, so. <laughs> A woman is usually the horniest around a certain period of time. It follows the moon cycle. And usually that's when the moon is the fullest and it's right. It's all lines up along because every woman's cycle is 28 days. And of course we have drugs that throw that off and shut mm-hmm. it off and turn it off. And um, so then babies are born at different times and during different months. And dur- and <clears throat> we we know that like, what's that word, Boya? Colloquial. Yeah, like we have these like <laughs> sayings, you know, like oh that time of the month, you know, and all these things. Yeah. Like it came from somewhere. Yeah. Right. Of our understanding of what that used to be and how our ancestors did it, um, and then it changed. And and you know to 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 say that 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 never existed is just not true because we have written evidence that it for sure did. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they're just you know trying to convince you of otherwise because if you look at like the months, the months names don't make sense, right? No. Like octagon should be should be eight, yeah, right? It's not, it's ten. Yeah. So it, it's um, it just doesn't make sense. And when you start asking these questions, you know, you get labeled as like the loony bird or whatever. But it's like, okay, why do we celebrate the new year when everything's dead? It doesn't yeah. make sense. Why right. we're not celebrating a spring that would be new, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I don't know. I think uh, what's the one country that's like still 2016, Boya? It's like Nigeria, I believe. Nigeria or Ethiopia? Maybe it's Ethiopia that is using the original 13 month calendar. <clears throat> yeah, and it's uh, there in like I think it's like 2015 there now. Yeah, 2015 or 2016 based on their yeah. calendar. Yeah. Um, dude, that's all we got to do. Just go back there and we'll just be younger. Discover yeah. time travel. <laughs> yeah, <Thanks>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. You know, I kind of compared it to having, you know, a reptile in a small cage. They won't ever get any bigger than that because they know this is my environment and this is what I'm restricted to. And I think that these dates and times and your birthday is once a year, every 365 days and you know, Plus by the time then subtract two divided by one, add it to the right. first. But then it's always like by the time you're this age, you're you're this is what you're you should expect from your body, and it's always negative stuff, right? And then <laughs> this and like your body just deteriorates like once you hit thirty, <laughs> and you know it's it's 
Um, I truly believe because of the way that they've changed the calendars and things, it's to restrict people. You know, you have these stories of people from ancient times that supposedly lived hundreds of years. Well, what were hundreds of years to them? Because it's got to be vastly different than what it is for us. You know what I mean? And, and if they were living for hundreds of years, then clearly their health care was much better than ours. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think um, that's part of the uh, rewriting and erasing of history. Um, you know, it, it, it makes sense why there's stories and books of the Bible that are not there. Um, there are stories that were removed from, you know, uh, earlier Bibles um, that are not in current Bibles. Uh, they they refuse to let you read uh, like the book of Ezekiel and then and or uh, the book of Enoch. I Enoch, mean, yeah. and uh, then you have all these other ancient religions that they seem just so much better off than we were. And and but it, they have to hide it. They have to suppress it because we they'll let us in on a secret that we're not supposed to know. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 I think they just diminished what what it means to be a human um, over that time. They've 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 basically watered it down to us being no more uh, than domesticated animals. I feel like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's so crazy that that you say that too because it's 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 exactly that like we're a domesticated animal but it's also um, they they have convinced themselves that they're so intellectually astute <laughs> that it would be ridiculous not to believe that that's because they've convinced the public Whoa. that you have to believe the experts' opinion right. Um, and, and Dr. Soto, you touched on it earlier when you were talking about going through medical school and the, and the things that, uh, you would be taught, you know, um, uh, if you were a medical student and you, and you raised, uh, you know, a question to compete against what, what, a what, a uh, a teacher is telling you, um, it's not a good look for a student, you know what I mean? So uh, they've created a, a education system that, um, limits free thinkers. If, if you ask a question that they think is, well, this guy's loony. What he's, he's telling me the earth is flat. We have a globe sitting right here on the desk. He's crazy. We're not going to answer that question, right? They, instead of opening up a dialogue and saying, well, let's discuss, you know, the reasons why you believe this instead of just going, no, you're wrong. Get out of my class. You know what I mean? So they've created an environment where you can't answer questions. You can't think freely, uh, no matter what field of education it is, right? Whether whether you're in a trade school, whether you're a, you're going through medical school or whatever it is, um, it's, it's hard to find a place that will allow you to think freely, ask questions. You know, um, I, I've told this story before. My mother-in-law on, on, uh, on, uh, Christopher Columbus day, she puts on a, a, a little show about Christopher Columbus. And I came over to pick up my kids and she was telling me how she had to shut it off because my oldest son, Dominic was, was, was being rude. And I said, well, what was he doing? And she said, well, he kept saying, how could he discover America if there was already people here? You can't discover <laughs> something. You can't be the first to find something if there's people living here. <laughs> and, and so she goes, I just got frustrated and I had to shut it off. 
And uh-huh. she goes, you know, he he just needs to pay more attention and let the let the show explain it to him. And I said, no, I think he did the right thing. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I said, that's a good sign of a free thinker. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. If that's if you couldn't answer it, then it's it's because you're not educated in that area. And that's fine. Let's learn together. You know what I mean? But don't punish the kid because he's asking a question you don't have an answer to, you know, Mm. so and, and that's not the first instance of things like that with the kids. But I think it's important to to be able to create an environment because now my son's thinking, oh, well, if I if I ask my grandmother a question um, about a subject that she claims is the gospel and she doesn't have an answer, she's just going to get mad at me. And you shouldn't have that kind of feeling when you're learning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, that, it still happens in, in academic centers. If you challenge the, the system itself, you get mm-hmm. criticized, you get demonized. Mm-hmm. Um, the, your character is, is, is ruined whenever you don't go along with the mainstream narrative. Right. And you don't follow the, the rules, you know, or you just mm-hmm. remember the last three and a half years, six feet apart, wear your <laughs> mask and do the same thing. Otherwise, you know, you're from another planet. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if I told you this, Brian, but, uh, even nowadays I still work in the emergency department. I do some shifts, uh, on a month to month basis. Wow. I was one of the probably the only doctor, there was another neurosurgeon who we never wore a mask throughout the entire pandemic mm. in the ER. And I would get this <laughs> look you're still from, here. <laughs> yeah. I would get this looks from the staff like, what in the world is wrong with you, doctor? Um, but he's like, and my neurosurgery friend says, well, I have a pre-existing condition. Mm. It's called uh, personal freedom. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, I got the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's contagious. <laughs> but it was they couldn't get through their heads that somebody, a doctor being in the emergency department, did not wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I, I was intubating people with so-called COVID. Right. Um, with respiratory disease and everything. It's okay. I mean, that that's the thing that has been you know, very, you know, a lot is that the, the idea of the terrain of the individual is that you get a condition because your terrain is out of balance. Mm. It's not because of an external uh, bug or an external uh, invader. Right. I mean, environment matters in our health. Yes, we interact with our environment, but the so-called idea of an infection or a process that happens because you caught a bug, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, bugs are good for you, and they in the serve a purpose in your body to heal, mm-hmm. in the way of communication systems as well in 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 our body. The microbiome of the gut, for example, mm-hmm. is the system that regulates your hormonal function, your brain, uh, your immune, your so-called immune system. Mm-hmm. It it has a purpose in it, and and so we need those bacteria actually to to be. Uh, part of our our health to getting in balance with our environment. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very important to change the mindset on how our body works, and, and it's liberating to know these things because now you don't get in the same trap of the conventional ways of thinking, right? And and, and your mind frees of that concept, 
and the, your energy changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's freedom, essentially, to think about it during the pandemic that there was something there out there that we can catch. Yeah. Like, I remember people walking by the hall, they will just move to the side because oh, yeah. they could catch, like, you could just jump on them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I was like, you have a mental illness. Yeah. It looked like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it is, it's important to understand how your body really works mm-hmm. in order to create a healing process and, and to liberate yourself from the lies that we've been told through history. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said. Well, Dr. Soto, man, we've been at it for, uh, gosh, almost an hour and a half now, if you can believe wow. that. <laughs> um, we are flying there. Um, so why don't we go ahead and wrap up the show um, right here. Um, why don't you let everybody know uh, where they can reach out to you? Uh, maybe if you would like to point them in the direction of your clinic. Um, but uh, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, well, the easiest way is to go through our website, the newbiologyclinic.com. Then you find all of the uh, services available. Uh, you will learn about our practitioners and the different modalities that uh, we entertain to provide healing to people. Uh, we have, as you said earlier, different membership uh, categories, individual, family, and now we have veterinarian as well. Or you can just utilize the ancillary services and that's all you want to do. Or you can do an individual consultation separate from being a member as well. Um, and you can choose your practitioner, obviously. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, look it up, newbiologyclinic.com. Uh, we're there to help. You know, we don't prescribe things, obviously. Um, we just are more of a model of a, a educational, a teacher, a guidance for people to get healthy. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, That's it's awesome. outstanding. Uh, like I said, I myself am a member. Um, so I go there often with my own questions. Um, but I also kind of diversify that, right? Like um, I use the uh, new biology clinic but i also talked to you know ryan alexander i talked to some other people i follow um about you know nutrition and health and and all these different things and i just kind of start mixing and matching because you got to figure out like uh dr soda was kind of alluding to um earlier in the episode that we have to figure out because there's no manual right what it is that works for different things and then we take that shit and we write it down and pass it on to the next person and if it works for them Maybe it was that thing that was going on with us, but maybe it's something different. But um, so I'm loving it there. So I couldn't uh, recommend that enough. But um, yeah, hooligans, we've always said, man, you got to ask questions and um, you got to go down the rabbit hole sometimes. And it's okay to not know the answer. Um, but that does not mean that you asking the question is the problem. Right. So keep asking questions. Um, thank you again, uh, Dr. Soto, so much for your time. It's been great. We definitely want to do this again in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I'd love to. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll definitely be reaching out soon. But uh, that's it for this episode. Just uh, a last thing. I'm pulling for the yeah. 49ers. Yes. Oh, yeah. There we go. There's another yes. one. Yes. There's another one. <laughs> I like it. Let's see. I think I <laughs> might have something for that. <laughs> there it is. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, if you enjoy bread and circus, baby, like we do, come <laughs> on, the script's going our ways for Let's one time. Let's go.
But uh, yeah, that's it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I've been Big Country. And I'm Boy. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Mm.